Hey baby, you here to see Auntie? Mm, they're waiting for you. Why don't you relax here a little moment before we begin? Oh, are you ready? Walk right in. Auntie Andrew. Got some friends during this lockdown. Andy, Andrew, uh, allow. Allow. Andrew, uh, allow. Did you hear we're here? That I'm making you feel like you got some friends during this lockdown. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Every time we come back and we join together in this holy matrimony that we call Marriage and Love, once again. Hello, hiya, hiya. Um, every time you come back here, it's that little bit more professional. There's a different, there's a little extra spice in here. The first podcast we put out was just a, was just a bit of chicken with no seasoning on it at all. No seasoning on it at all. And now we're like a fully formed um, marinated crispy piece of beautiful tofu because we are woke in this house in this establishment we are woke we are now vegetarians we've moved from that un un unflavored unspiced unflavored unspiced chicken and now we are a crispy stunning piece of tofu oh you could put it on anything you could eat it by yourself yum 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 there's probably ginger in there a wee bit of soy in there a wee bit of chili in there a wee bit of garlic in there come on come on a wee bit of smoked paprika in there we're given we're versatile we're given all the elements here and um it's hot it's stunning you're stunning we are stunning together what a hot audience this is the thing as well like if this if this gets big if I hit the big time with this if I start rolling in the money rolling in the dough get invited to the Met Gala because of this podcast it's because of how hot me and my audience are as a collective it's not my work it's not the content of it it's because we are that group remember what is it did Taylor Swift not do like a girl gang thing or whatever did she not make a gang like a battle a the, a gang, the ghetto gang, the ghetto crew, the Taylor, the one two, the one two Taylor crew. I don't know. Was did she not make a music video about it or something? I'm not a big Taylor Swift fan at all, so I couldn't really tell you. But we are like that. We've got our own one, and we're all. Not only am I invited to the Gala, we're all invited because we come as one unit. Do you know what I mean? We come as one complete unit. I actually came to this realization really recently that the only person who, the only person who needs to think you're hot is yourself like I was actually like and it was like this is a it's a moment of self-reflection it's a moment of strength literally the only person who needs to think you're hot in this world is yourself and the only other person I kind of thought was like you're the person your love your partner your soulmate but at the end of the day your soulmate doesn't even really need to find you hot your soulmate just needs to love you like that's it that's the basis of that connection is love and everything stems from that. They want to have sex with you because they love you. They don't want to have sex with you because you're hot. Do you know what I mean? That's a bonus. So in life, the only person who needs to think you're hot is yourself. And you should build from that, build to that. If you're not there already, build to that foundation. And then after you're at that foundation, you don't need you don't need shit. You've got it. You've cracked the code. You're Buddha. 
you're about to go to heaven, you're, about to, you're like a, yo, not a yoga teacher, a guru, you're a mindfulness guru, because you've cracked the code of the universe, you know your hot shit. Looking for some hot stuff, baby, this evening. Not that. I'm looking for my set elf this evening, because I'm hot. Yeah, I'm looking for my set elf, baby, tonight. Um, on a scale of zero to loneliness, well, I don't know if that actually made any sense. What a scale that is, zero to loneliness. Zero to, a scale of zero to loneliness could be the saddest scale that I have ever came up with or even ever heard in my life on a scale from zero to loneliness. That could be my new album name, a really emotional, sad album on a scale from zero to loneliness. Um, on a scale of zero to loneliness, again, let's just say, um, how lonely is this, uh, is this lockdown making you? Because actually, I suppose, uh, zooming that helps, but I've started speaking to my kombucha, and I think that might be a strong turning to me. I've named her. She's called Karen. Well, it's not... See, this is the thing. My issue is... So there's obviously... When you're brewing kombucha, there's living... There's a living scoby. There's a living culture inside of it. So it does move and stuff. Like, genuinely, like, all the yeasty bits, because it's bubbling and stuff, you can see some things move. Um... And I've, even though it's a scoby, I've called her Karen the kombucha because I'm just, I, well, I'm doing an umbrella term for the whole thing. And I speak to her and every, there won't be any movement. And as soon as I start speaking to Karen, you can imagine it, obviously. I go down, it's the first thing I do in the morning. I go down, I make my wee green tea and I stand, as my t- kettle's boiling, I just stand and I speak to my kombucha and I go, Hiya, how are you today, hen? How are you, babe? You're looking stunning. And as soon as I do that, shit starts moving around. Honestly, like wee things start floating about, the bubbling starts happening more, and I'm like, babe, I know, Karen, babe, you are stunning. Hello, welcome to the family. And I always go, I go, I promise I'll keep feeding you. I promise I'll keep cleaning you. If you just keep doing your part, making me delicious kombucha, I promise I'll keep doing my part. And she loves it. She's honestly living for it. So if you are feeling lonely, maybe talk to something. I've not started talking to my sourdough yet because I don't feel like I'm at that level, but my kombucha is definitely. I just really love her, but I think it's because I'm reaping the rewards now. I've had that first batch back. Like, I'm tasting it. I'm, I'm drinking it every day. I'm getting those probiotics or whatever is in it. I don't really know what's in it. I just, I don't really know what's in it. I just like the taste of it. I love it. I actually genuinely love it. So, that's that and that. Sue me, and while you're at it, sue Karen, because if you want to fight me, you're going to have to fight my best pal Karen as well. In other news, in other breaking, world-breaking ground, breaking, heart-breaking, not heart-breaking, heart-mending news, Lady Gaga has announced that Chromatica is going to come out at the end of this month, and I'm actually going to die. I've seen Lady Gaga, I've actually seen her live, well, yeah, I, I actually, well, this is a story, actually, I won a holiday, well, this, okay, this sounds a bit off-topic, but... I got to see, the last time I got to see Lady Gaga live was because I won a holiday to Dubai. I literally... I phoned up, it was Heart FM, and I phoned up the radio station. No, I never phoned up, I texted in, I texted in the answers to songs, and it was Summertime Sadness, um, uh, Summer After High School When We First Met, the one that got away, and um, When I Met You In The Summer, surprise, it was all about summer, it was nearly summer, and I texted in, and about two hours later, I got a phone call back from like the most stereotypical DJ in the world, like, Hey Andrew, uh, we're about to put you on air, like uh, just excited, like blah 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 blah. And I was like, yeah, cool story. Got through, said my answers, and they're like, babe, 
you're going to Dubai to see Lady Gaga. So, <laughs> it was a bit of a whirlwind because I honestly didn't know what I won. I was driving home from work and I wasn't listening to radio. I was just like, blah, 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 blah. And I stopped and just about to turn the engine off, they asked you to text in and I, they were like, text this number now. And I had money in your phone and I, you never have money in your phone, like actual money. You only ever have like credit. So I actually text in. I was like, oh, brilliant. Don't really know what this prize is. And I don't know if... It, did someone send me the radio clip? I don't know if someone, if they did. Um, but I actually have no idea. They're like, are you, how excited are you? And I was like, oh, I actually don't know what I've won. <laughs> the best. Uh, they were like, what? And I was like, yeah, I actually never actually heard what the prize was. I just texted in. And they were like, babe, you're going to Dubai to see <laughs> Lady Gaga. <laughs> and I actually thought it was fake. I was like, you're fucking joking me. But I never actually swore. I don't think I swore. And then I, well, they weren't joking me. They, I got a, a, a week's holiday to Dubai. Emirates flights there and back. A week holiday to Dubai. I stayed at the Atlantis on the Palm. I got a thousand pounds spending money. A desert safari. Swimming with dolphins. Um, a new phone. And it was all. To, I was in Dubai because it was Lady Gaga's first ever performance in the Middle East. So I just took my best pal at the time and went to Dubai for a week. And it was, babe, we lived the life. <laughs> we lived the high life. We just walked around pretending we were rich. <laughs> we, we were like, oh, why are you here? We were like, oh, we just thought we'd come on a wee last minute holiday, you know, just before just before term starts again, just before term starts again, we just thought we'd come. We'd come, just have a little bit of sun again, enjoy, relax, enjoy ourselves. <laughs> that was fun. It was really fun. Do you know what? Actually, it was really fucking warm. I remember it being, this was also before I'd been to Australia, right? and so maybe it was the same temperature as that. But I'd never felt that heat before in my life. It was like night time, it was still like 36 degrees. And I was like, you'd actually step out of air conditioning, and you just get hit by this pure wave of heat. And a, <laughs> fuck, and a, oop, more like, and a, oh, fun times. Actually, really fun times. Uh, seeing Lady Gaga there. Pure these two like mysterious mysterious like I don't know if I was eighteen or nineteen, these pure mysterious teenagers just in this like seven star hotel. It's the same twice hotel that like it's a hotel that is an aquarium. It's like a aquarium, the Kardashian stayed there, uh, Gandhi stayed there when he went to Dubai. I don't know, was it Gandhi or Nelson Mandela? One of them two like it's an actual, the, the hotel is an aquarium, so you're just walking down the halls and there's just like sharks and all that floating about. <laughs> mysterious strangers. Talk, actually, do you know what? On this topic of mysterious strangers, I I want to do something called the Mysterious Stranger Tour. And even this is the thing, if I keep this going forever, who knows, God knows, if anyone will be listening, who will be my pal by that point. Um, who I'll be calling by that point, my fucking address book would have been rung tightly. Every last drop will be rang out of it. Um, but my dear, this is one of my like bucket list like travel plan goals. It's called the Mysterious Stranger Tour, right? I'll just let that settle down a little bit. The Mysterious Stranger Tour. And essentially what I want to do is I want to go to America and I want to travel all around America. Um, just like with like a backpack. Um, and... I just want to be as vague to people as I possibly can. <laughs> this sounds insane now that I'm saying it out loud, but I really, I think it'd be the funnest thing in the world. I basically want to just like, 
backpack by myself around America, even like not even like big city America, like small town America, and just go to bars and like day drink and like sit at the bar with a drink and like like <laughs> start up like random conversations with people. And when the people obviously, because I'll have like a weird accent, like I'll have a this Scottish accent and. They'll obviously be like, what the fuck are you doing in this weird town in America? And I'm just going to be as vague as possible. Like, so like, if they're like, oh, where are you from? I'll just be like, oh, here and there. (laughs) Just around, you know, just, I'm from around about, just here and there. (laughs) Like, what do you work as? Oh, just odd jobs, just pick up things, just... (laughs) I just love the idea of just being this mysterious, weird Scottish stranger in all these bars all around America. And it just, I call it mysterious stranger tour. I feel like it's how, that's how you meet people in life. That's how you network and meet important people. Sitting at bar. Actually, I've met quite a few important people at bars. I've literally, one of the ones, one of the women that actually just text really recently because obviously all this stuff's gone down with the corona and I don't know if I'll be able to travel in hospitality after this is all done so I'm getting my teaching English qualifications so I can be like an English teacher in foreign countries and because this is the thing as well like I'm a hailstone in Britain after this like the economy's dying like what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep traveling working as an English teacher even if I'm earning not that much money I can travel live my life and then come back in 10 years when the economy's hopefully fixed. <laughs> and Jeremy Corbyn's hopefully Prime Minister. Um, but anyway, oh yeah, I was serving this woman in a bar in Fremantle. I used to work in a bar in Fremantle called Ronnie Nights. It was amazing. It was when I was at my peak hotness and I would just shoot cocktails for people. And I, honestly, it was actually one of the best jobs I've ever had in my life. I just made cocktails and it all, it was this really funky little bar. It was just filled with plants and all it played was like disco music. It was the hot, it was the place to be in Fremantle. It was actually the place to be. And this woman was really drunk at the bar and I asked her what she did and she was like, oh, I'm an English teacher in Qatar. And she was like, if you want to make money, be an English teacher and travel the world. Because like, obviously like, teachers in Britain get like mid 20,000s before they, they like, get, get pay rises and stuff. But like, if you go to Hong Kong or Qatar and places like that, you can get like easy 60, 70 grand a year as an English teacher. Just because they want you to be from that country. They want like, there's there's certain things and you just fit those, like you just fit those stereotypes they want you to be. So I'll do that. And um, she always, she was really drunk. She always was like, if ever you need like any contacts or anything, just message me. And so what did I do? Even though it's literally a year later, she gave me she gave me her email address and I saved it in my notes and stuff. I actually do this as I'm travelling. If I get people who like live in certain places or like say, come stay with us if you're ever in Canada or whatever or blah blah blah. If you're ever here, I could get you a job. I literally have a note. I've got a Word document full of people's uh, phones, people's email addresses, where they're from, so that in the future if I ever go in places, I can just look through that word document and just email them and be like, remember me from two years ago, you said you could set me up a job. Because generally, when people offer that, it's it's not usually an empty promise, they're actually usually more than happy, they're like, absolutely, come join us, we'll show you about, come stay at my house, like, it's the best way to be. So anyway, 
Obviously, after a year of not speaking to this drunk lady and serving her in a bar, I email her out the blue and be like, oh, actually, maybe let me see if I can find the email for you. Hold on a wee second, I'll see if I can find the email. Right, I have found the email. Hello, enter name here, I won't say her name. The <laughs> the the subject is literally random barman, so thank God it never went into her junk or anything. Hello, blah, blah, blah. I hope you're safe and well at the moment, and this is really random, but I served you in a bar in Freeband about a year ago. We talked about possible teaching jobs in Hong Kong. However, the world's turning its head. I've nearly got my TEFL. I was wondering if you've got any agencies or contacts that I can apply to for online teaching. Um, even if any places are opening, you can give me a little hint. Um, just in case you've got any contacts could help me out at the moment. Thanks for any help. I owe you a drink once this is all over. Thank you, Andrew McDougall. Amazing. Look at that. Me being positive. I'm offering her a drink. And she emailed. She emailed me back. She did. And she actually was dead nice. I got it mid... <laughs> the oh my god, I actually forgot how nice this email back was. The start of it was, Wall, hello stranger. So lovely to hear from you and that you're doing well. Well done, you've got your TEFL sorted. No mean feet in these crazy times. And then she literally just lists all these contacts she's got. She's lists these Facebook pages that I should join. Um, please keep in touch. And anything else I can help you with, just ask. Stay safe and healthy. Enter name here. People are nice. Talk to people. Be a mysterious stranger at a bar. Go fucking be a mysterious stranger at a bar. Talk to bar people. Talk to people you're serving. Get their contacts. Make a word document of everyone you've ever fucking spoke to. Write their name. Because you never know, a year down the line, fucking a pan global pandemic might happen and they might be able to open loads of doors for you. Which this beautiful stunning woman has done for me. I actually forgot how nice she was at the start. So lovely to hear from you. And that you're doing well. Well done for getting the TEFL sorted. No mean feet in these crazy times. Uh, what a queen. Amazing. Oh my God. I actually should probably respond to her. I think I was drunk when she sent that back. Um, uh, oh, I, I can't. I can't respond to things when I'm hungover. I'm such a nightmare when I'm hungover. Um, well, that's a lie, actually. Okay, here we go. We're gonna we're opening up a can of worms here because I feel quite strongly about this. Um, I don't, I don't think hangovers, well, it depends on what kind of hangover you get. Okay, let's just, I think hangovers are fun. Like, I actually do think hangovers are pretty fun. Like, obviously, it depends what kind of hangover you get. Um, But usually, like, well, it's usually if you wake up a little bit drunk again still, but usually they're really fun. You just laugh at stupid things and, like, everything's a bit more funny and, like, I just think hangovers get such a bad name, but they can be so fun. And sometimes I'm genuinely my most creative when I'm hungover. I think of the funniest things. I do the funniest things. And I'm like, oh, I should write this down. I should do this, blah, blah, blah. Like it all just pops into my head because there's a certain thing that's been taken. I don't have any shame when I'm hungover. I'm like, I feel like a piece of shit. So I am a piece of shit. So it just takes that extra layer away of like creation anxiety. And I can just be like, boom, this is my heart on my sleeve, bitch. Bearing it also, well, there's also been many times where I've literally thought I've had like meningitis, or I actually sometimes, like, you know, that way where like people are like, oh, you're just hungover, and you're like, no, 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 this is different. <laughs> you're actually like, this is different. There is something seriously wrong with me, and I think I'm going to die. And then you wake up, at, you, you like have like a bottle of water and like, some Linda McCartney sausages and some eggs and avocado and you feel better and you're like, oh, that actually was just a hangover. Oh, my God. Megan just, my friend just texted me. Oh, maybe she could get, oh, my God. Do you know what? 
maybe I shouldn't stop this thought, but I'm going to stop this thought and see if my friend Megan wants to be in the podcast. <laughs> like, because she just texts me. <sighs> right, well, maybe she doesn't want me. She just texts me, so no, she's on her phone. She's such a snake. But she also is currently in Seattle, Washington. So there is a... There's definitely a... There's definitely a time difference. I think they're behind us. I think they could be... Pre- I think it could be like six in the morning there. Fucking call back. Let's try again. Let's see. Because even if not, that's... You know what my friends are like by now? They just don't answer. Even when they've texted you literally a split many second before. Oh, fuck you. Do you know what? I'm going to text... Um, Megan, what fucking time's it over there, babe? Uh, I'm, I know you're at your phone. I know you're texting me right now. So please get back to me. This is important. Someone might die if you don't answer my phone call. Please. Please help me. <laughs> right, well, I've sent that voice message to her to see if, if she responds. Now that she knows this is literally life or death, let's see if she responds. Right, she actually did respond. She was, it was like seven in the morning and she was getting ready for work. But, <laughs> oh God. So, what's happened? <laughs> oh God. Right, how do I even fucking explain this? Um, I, I talked about earlier about how much I fucking loved my kombucha and how I spoke to her. And I've, I was like, I'd, I've been singing this little song to her. <laughs> I didn't even admit this earlier on. So yes, not only... Do I, um, not only do I speak to my kombucha, I sing to it a little bit, because I do feel like, have you ever seen, have you seen those times from, you know, the, like, good rice and bad rice, we get rice in two different jars, and if you say bad things to the bad rice, it goes all black and disgusting, if you say good things to the good rice, it, like, is, like, dead nice. Well, I think that if I'm nice to my kombucha and sing to my kombucha, that'll make a nicer kombucha. So I've been singing this little song to my, my, my kombucha. I sound like a fucking nutcase. Oh my god. I've been singing this song to my kombucha. And it goes, oh, Karen. Well, anyway, basically, I'm not going to sing it to you right now. Because what I've done, <laughs> what I've spent a, few, a couple of hours doing, <laughs> a couple of hours, bear in mind, is I've made a song. I've made a song using logic and using my keyboard and stuff. Um about Karen the kombucha and I'm going to play the song for you just now and I just I, I can't even say anything before this so here is an original song by me called Karen Kombucha or maybe it's called I Love You, I don't know what it's called here it is, the song This is a little song I wrote y'all for a cheeky little kombucha culture named Karen <laughs> Another five days. You see, it's because it can take up to two weeks. 
weeks for fermentation. Summertime, everyone, everyone, summertime, come on, come on, I know it was amazing, um, I, I just, I don't, I don't know what words I could put into that, I just want to apologise to my parents because they are stuck in quarantine with me and are having to put up with this bullshit on probably a daily basis, honestly, like, maybe you guys hear the best of it, uh, but I just really want to dedicate a little moment of silence, just dedicate this moment to my parents who are locked up in a house with me, going over, it's been over 40 days now and maybe it'll be another 40, here's to another 40, honestly babe, honestly I've been loving every second bit and here's to another 40, I texted Sophie McLean the other day, she said long live the lockdown, <laughs> long live the lockdown baby, long live the lockdown. Um, I'm actually just going to take this little moment here to uh, publicly apologise to Jane Burley. Uh, she is a lovely little girl, she's her own personal Nadine Coyle from Derry, She's my own little dairy girl close to my heart, but uh, she's also probably my biggest supporter of this podcast. And instead of having her as a guest, um, we have Ted on, who she introduced me to and I've known for three days. So without further ado, here is Ted, everybody. This is the thing, already this hasn't really worked because I, usually what I do is I fucking phone people as I'm calling, then it's a big surprise. But what happened there is I've started recording this halfway through. You're live on Channel Floor. Please do not swear. 
Don't say a fucker, bugger. How I've have you been to? Do you know what? Actually, no, you can swear all you want. I actually had a little think before, like, as we arranged this. Jane Burley, who has known me for the best part of two years, we travelled a lot of Australia together, we're very close. She got me the daddy necklace that gave me the iconic nickname for a good two years of my life. And some random cunt that I knew for three days in Sydney is now on the podcast before she is. (laughs) How did that work? Do you think that she would be... Yeah, she'd be up for it. She definitely is up for it and wants to be on the podcast. <laughs> she obviously just hasn't weaselled away in the, the She's same not way that I have. You've tempted me. You've tempted. I feel like I've been messaging you every like three days. Like, so it's still okay. Well, you said you have something to say, and I'm here to provide that platform. Yeah, I'd I, love to I, join I'm... you. I don't know if I made it really clear in the three days that I knew you, but I'd, I'd engage in sexual relations with both you and your boyfriend, preferably at the same time. Truly. I think we'd only do it together, wouldn't we? I think the jealousy would come out if we're apart. <laughs> oh, perfect. Oh, you, you, she's she's editing as well. Kind of. I don't know if I'd ever really call it editing. Like, I don't know. I feel like editing is like a, a kind of like a talent, a thing you can do. Mines, I don't really think. Like cu- <laughs> cutting taking, and pasting. Some of the best bits. So you're taking yeah. your favourite bits. You know how editing? I feel like they've got like. It's like you, imagine you're a, you're a hairdresser, so you've got, like, the hairdressing scissors. I've got uh-huh. those scissors in primary school that you get that, like, cut, like, jaggy lines, you know, the, the pattern scissors. <laughs> the, that's the left-handed me. ones, the ones that are half yellow and half green. Yeah, yeah, those? that's my, that's my, like, for my head. I'm glad I didn't. I don't miss Australia, do you? No. I miss the fact that they're all going out and drinking at the yeah. minute. I miss the lifestyle. I miss, like, earning a lot of money and, like, being in the sun and drinking and, like... I miss that, but I don't really miss the place. Nah. I'm fucking starting rhubarb farming tomorrow. I don't know if you knew this. Uh, for work? Actually. For work. I'm, a, I'm going to be a rhubarb farmer for like a month and a half because I'm helping out the country, babe. They were like... Well, it rips out rips out very easy, does rhubarb. I used to grow it in my garden. Oh, does it? Okay, that's good. Because I was... Oh, God, I was yeah. I, after it, strawberries, like... I've kind of got like PTSD. Like I genuinely am a bit worried because that nearly killed me. Because you did that for farm work in Australia? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all right. Different different climate. I mean, it won't be as sear and hot, will it? Are no. you flexible, though? Or have you got, like, those joints that are bad, hyper-flexible? I'm one of those people, you know, when... I'm a very rickety-clickety person. Like, I, I'll... You can hear every bone snap. Yeah, I've got a I clicky ankle that just clicks most steps I take. Yeah, like, I, I bend I bend down to pick something up and it's like... <laughs> <laughs> which is very attractive. <laughs> Being a barber, so scared of working in places that aren't like lgbt oh i suppose i would never have thought about that it's really you know because i don't maybe come across as gay straight away off the bat yeah i mean once you know me yeah yeah um, you definitely could pass really easily you get you just get the whole tits and the boobs conversations and you get you know the uh it's just really and it kind scary. of it I'm kind of puts you of in an awkward place because you've got to be I'm you have to do the I'm gay but then you have to deal with the fallout of oh yeah I'm fine with that you know I'm fine with that like blah, blah, blah. you've oh, got to deal with that fucking fallout and you're like yeah I know you're fine with it like I'm fine with it it's just hilarious isn't it yeah oh it's cool I'm like so, I'm so I'm so pleased I've got nothing against it you're like okay I know I know I know <laughs> but also I've come into because I can be quite camp sometimes and I can't, I don't turn it on and turn it off it just comes out. Especially when I've had a drink and stuff. And you do these I've little voices. People. You do these wee like, ooh. <laughs> I'm really, yeah, I'm very facially expressive. Yeah. I'm very, but my body language and stuff. 
and you know I've even had like my mum say to me oh don't don't do that don't say it like that don't be like that and it's just like this is like shh, I don't know it's awful <laughs> even then that was really fast oh it's awful oh it's awful I don't know I, things like that I don't know if things like that really maybe they do bother me and I suppress it but like I just I feel sorry for them like, like I genuinely I'm just yeah. like it never really affects me because I know I've got, I, but I, whenever it affects me, I've always got like a good friend support around me. I'm never really in proper harm's way. It's not like they're going to punch me or whatever. I'm yeah. just having to deal with like vocal abuse. And I'm just like, yeah. well, it's not actually upsetting me. This is just upsetting you more. So I just feel, I'm just like, I feel sorry for them. I'm just like, cool. Yeah. You're the one that's well, upset. We're off the ducks back as Jinx Monsoon said. I, I love that you're not willing to change or to like, like dull down that side so i love that and i don't know if it's really like a heroic thing i think it's just i can't be arsed like i don't have the energy yeah. <laughs> i'm tired I'm I'm, not... what, one do you, what, what do you think i was leaning towards i reckon you were chavi no i was like a little emo see i i, I might have thought that because the hair so now it's up but I bet it would have been swooped yeah. down oh, over the down. eye uh, yeah it was forward it had you know a few colors in there black skinny jeans now you're saying it i can really imagine it I don't know. I don't know what I'm now. A fucking mess. That's what I'm now. No, I don't think so. I, I love think that I'm a, a stereotype of myself now. I've got fucking prayer <laughs> flags. I've got a mate kombucha. I've, I'm about to spend over a hundred pounds in a yoga mat. That's what I'm. A fucking stereotype of myself. <laughs> I'm like sick of myself. What do, they, what, what do they call them? Parents? New? Is it new wave parents? New wave. Well, new wave's got cool music attached. It's. So I'll take that. Yeah. Done. It's like when they're like, oh, I'd love to have loads of children, but I can't overpopulate the earth. I literally am. I'm going to adopt, like, seven children. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm so um, pro-adoption, anti-insemination. No, anti- um... Anti-insemination. Well, Auntie Andrew, do you know what that reminds me of? There's a saying in London, well, it's an old saying. My mum says it sometimes. If my aunt had a dick, she'd be my uncle. If I'm at... I'll just let you take that in. If my aunt had a ditch, it'd be a my dick, uncle. A dick. A dick. If my aunt had a ditch, it'd be my uncle. Cause she's like yeah. hard. No, it, so you say it if I can't think of an example of my head. I didn't. This, this isn't in the skeleton. Oh, is it kind of like? Is it kind of like? Um, is it kind of like Gino De Campo? If I'm a grandmother had a wheel, she would have been a bike. Yes, like that. Okay. Yes. So like, so like oh. if you say, oh, it's like that, and it's actually not really like that, it's... Yeah, like, different. obviously, do you know what I mean? Okay, yeah, I get it, I get so it, I get if it. My, if my aunt had a dick, it should be my aunt. So this is what I think I opened this podcast with, was yep. I came up with... Uh, well, I don't, I don't think I came up. I just think I had a realisation the only person who needs to think you're hot is yourself. That's the tea, rather. And I said as well, like, that's the thing even your partner or your husband or like your soulmate or whatever they don't need to think you're hot they just need to love you do you know what i mean they don't even need to think you're hot the only person who needs to think you're hot is yourself no one else in the world needs to yeah that is some good shit i i think you know people speak highly of me so i mean they can't be wrong but (laughs) visually it's it's a battle isn't it i mean i think with my job as well i'm always looking in a mirror oh my god i didn't even think that you're literally just constantly looking in a mirror it's so annoying and really weirdly try not to look at yourself because your your whole thing you you should be constantly looking at the hair and the other person so every so often you must like look up after you're like concentrating and be like oh god 
that comes that comes with time like after like i've been doing it for like eight years nearly it comes with time but like say i've rushed to work or i'm hungover or something i get to work and my hair is a mess and stuff and i've got you know start that first client and stuff yeah i'm constantly looking in the mirror i'm like fuck's sake i haven't given myself five minutes to put myself together all your insecurities are right there in front of you and there's so much water weight to me i drink so much liquids that i'm just constantly i look hottest when i'm hungover because i'm just so dehydrated like that is so true i'm constantly like oh my god you've got definition where's this all came from you've drank so much and ate rubbish last night and it's just because i'm so dehydrated (laughs) (laughs) it's like you know when you've been to like a rave all night and like you haven't it's been like a 12 hour at least dance uh-huh and, you, and then you get back and you are skinty oh <laughs> hey this do you know what that moves me swiftly on to um i've got written down here my absolute hatred of asmr that really when, must have been difficult when you started for doing you. it I, I i couldn't i had to fast forward i couldn't listen to it you get off on that shit well i don't know if i get see this thing i don't get off on as i've tried to actively find my asmr triggers because i'm i am yeah. um, I'm I'm interested in it. I'm like I want to feel what these people feel. So I've done all the videos because like some people it's it's nails, some people it's speaking, some people it's like sellotape. The closest I got right. to was sellotape made me tingle a little bit, but <laughs> it's not really. It's not like a. It's not like a dick tingle. It's like a. It's like a. Oh, it's like a shivers yeah. down your neck and it's like. Yeah, it, it goes it feels down like... your neck. It goes down. Um, it goes down like your lats, like down your side, down your hips. Yeah, it's one of them one ones. Not. I got a little bit of that from sellotape, but I've not really. I don't get. I wish I got off on it more than I do because it doesn't bother me, and I think it's funny. Just the words I got off on sellotape. <laughs> <laughs> off on sellotape. <laughs> Honestly, I think we we might need to end that on those words because I'm a bit of shit myself. I drank so much green tea and I didn't cleanse yeah, before we started this it. conversation. And honestly, wait a minute. I don't even know how long this is because I'm on my I'm on my oh, thing. It's been, it's been over half an hour. Well, I've got forty-one minutes and fifty-two seconds to listen back to. Do you want to say bye to the people? Uh, see you later. Hopefully you'll hear from uh, Jane Burley soon enough. She's much more interested than me. And that's the tea. Wasn't that just a beautiful little catch-up with Ted, who I've not spoken to, a lovely barber from London? And we are now coming to the end of another podcast what a journey this has been i really enjoyed this one as much as i enjoy all the other ones you are looking beautiful thank you for listening you're hot you're stunning and all you need to do really is think that yourself is hot that's all you need to do baby do it oh 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 do it but yep again i thank you i love you and stay hydrated Mm -hmm.